These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Hello and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today and right now you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Now, I kind of took a week off, but kind of not. I think, I don't know, I haven't timed it out correctly, but I do apologize. Things got a little busy, my schedule switched a little bit, um, but I'm back at it now and it is post ATP ATP finals and I talked about the Nito ATP finals a ton leading up to the finals I, unfortunately I didn't get around to getting a preview in just because of when the tournament started and kind of how everything timed out and worked out and how busy I kind of got there around the start of the tournament but let's talk about who was in this tournament it was Novak Djokovic Daniil Medvedev Stefano Tsitsipas Alexander Zverev Andre Rublev Matteo Berrettini Casper Ruud and Hubie Hercoc now some of the younger players were towards the bottom, and but it was great for Hercotch to get in. I thought Sinner was going to get in, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But Hercotch got in. He did okay. He didn't do great, to be honest. But you can't really expect him to do great in this tournament. He just cracked the top 10, and he's had a good year, but he had some lucky wins. I don't want to say Roger Federer was a lucky win making it to the semis of Wimbledon, but you know Federer obviously wasn't his normal self during that tournament. So he had a good, he had a good win there. He... You know, he had a, a Masters 1000 win. He had a couple ATP 250s, and that gets him into the Nito ATP finals. Now, when you're going up against guys like Sverev, Medvedev, Djokovic, um, Rublev, Sitsipas, Berrettini, uh, Rude, that's the rest of everybody else in it. But when you're going up against guys of that caliber, it's going to be really hard for you to get through. Now, Casper Rude did end up making it to the semis. Casper Rude, I think, had a great tournament and had a great end to his year. I tweeted about it the other day. The way that he could start playing on hard courts was unbelievable. He was such a slow court player. He was a clay court player, and everyone knew that. It wasn't. It wasn't like breaking news. It wasn't anything that was a secret. He was a clay court guy. And then he comes in the hardcourt season at the end of the year and just dominates, plays really, really well, plays good at the Labor Cup, goes to Indian Wells and plays well, and then, you know, carries it into the Nito ATP finals. And the cool part is he makes the semis, and this is one of the fastest courts they've played on. Medvedev even said in a press conference, like, this is such a fast court. It's unbelievable how fast this court is. Well, Medvedev is a guy that loves fast courts. So for him to say something like that, and then Kasper Ruud, who's supposed to be a slow court player, coming to play well on that type of surface, Amazing. That is awesome. I'm so happy for him. He's he's a bright future for this sport. I think he's um you know charming in a way but more just a good ambassador for the sport. He's he's quiet. He's not like some of the other players that really really, you know, can have an attitude on the court. He's he always seems to be positive. He's a quiet dude. 
but he goes out and gets his work done and dominates and comes off the court. I think he he's such a good player for the court. He's such a young player for the sport of tennis, and I'm excited to see him grow in the sport of tennis. Now, some other news in this. I thought Andre Rublev would play better. He, he played all right. He didn't make it to the Final Four, but the bigger news in it, Matteo Bertini leaves with an injury right off the bat. He is the home guy. He is the lone Italian in this tournament since uh, Sinner didn't make it in, and there was a lot of eyes on him as they were in Turin, Italy for this tournament and he was the hometown kid the hometown hero supposed to be the hometown hero and he leaves with an injury which is I think disappointing for a lot of people ironically enough the person that's going to replace him Yannick Sinner the other Italian so he was an alternate and Yannick Sinner did replace Matteo Berrettini and played very well I think Yannick Sinner excited a lot of people when he got into this tournament he came in not rusty at all and played well off the bat now he didn't make the semis, but I think Yannick Sinner made a lot of Italian fans very proud, and I I would have to believe that they enjoyed watching him and having a hometown kid play, even though Berrettini got out. Another player that didn't make it until the end of the tournament was Stefano Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas withdrew. He retired from the Nido ATP Finals. Now, he's won this tournament before, but he stepped out of this tournament. I don't know a whole lot about the details of why he left or what happened. I believe it was an arm injury, um, but he's gone. Bertini, I think, was an oblique or a side injury. So both those players out, both very entertaining players, both p- top players on the ATP Tour. Unfortunately, both those players gone. So who does that leave to come in? That leaves Cam Norrie. Cam, no- Cam Norrie had a great year this year. He had a breakout year at Indian Wells. He won the Masters 1000 in California, and now Cam Norrie comes into this tournament. He wasn't rusty at all, but it's hard to win, especially when you come that late in the Nito ATP Finals that everyone's been there so long already. So Sinner, Cam Norrie get into this tournament. There's 10 players that end up playing in Turin, which I think is really, really good for the sport. It's really cool to see these guys come in. Unfortunate, though, Two of the top players, they do get injured. Hope for the best. Hopefully see them in Australia. But let's talk about who did make it to the Final Four in the semis. It was Kasper Ruud playing Daniil Medvedev, and it was Alexander Sverev playing Novak Djokovic. Now, a lot of players, a lot of, a lot of players, a lot of people were excited about Novak Djokovic playing Alexander Sverev again in this tournament at this stage because they've played all year. They've had good battles all year. I was also excited about it. This one ended up going three sets. This was a thriller. It was a really good match, like always, and it comes down to just a few points. And who just got a few more points than the other guy? It was Alexander Sverev. Alexander Sverev takes down the seven-time end-of-the-year world number one Novak Djokovic in the semis of the Nito ATP Finals. Now, this was a big deal because I thought, you know, Djokovic was had a good chance at rolling and winning this tournament. He didn't win the U.S. Open. He probably wanted to win this one just a little bit more, but he doesn't come out, out doesn't come out on top. This is Alexander Zverev's time, and he takes care of business, beating Novak Djokovic. In the other semifinal, it was Kasper Ruud and Daniil Medvedev. Now, I you know, I thought. Casper Ruud would play all right and hopefully, you know, push Medvedev to the limit. But it's like we say in tennis a lot. There's not a whole lot of parity once you get up to the top. And there wasn't in this case either. There's a reason Medvedev is number two in the world. He cruises past Casper Ruud. And in the finals, it's going to be Medvedev and Sverev. And Sverev actually takes care of business pretty well and beats Daniil Medvedev to claim his second ATP finals. Now, overall, Sverev's had a great year, I think. Uh, other than all the allegations coming out against him, off the court, it's been very tough for him, I think. But on the court, 
I think it's been a pretty good year. I thought he's played really well. He won the Olympic gold medal. He's played well at all the big tournaments, and he comes and wins the ATP finals, which is always a good way to end your year. You always want to end on top, and very few can. And he ended on top, and he won the biggest tournament at the end of the year. So it's good for Alexander Sverev, I think, on the court-wise. I think there's a lot off the court that still needs to you know, get talked about and get taken care of, I think is a better issue. Uh, be investigated is a better way to put it. Uh, Novak Djokovic, he made 10 ATP final semifinal rounds. That is third of all time. That is behind Roger Federer and another player. I can't remember who the other player is right now. I think it's Lind- Lindell, I think is the other player. So he's third of all time of making the semifinals at the Nito ATP finals. I was very impressed with how center played at home. I thought he brought the energy. I thought he brought the power um, and I think the home crowd loved to have him. And he really stepped into a role that was hard to beat because everybody was expecting Matteo Berrettini to be there, and he plopped right in. So I thought that was really, really good to see. Also, Casper uh, Ruud. I can't say enough good things about Casper Ruud and how well he played at this tournament. Real cool to get Nori there. Real cool to get Hercotch there. Overall, I think the tournament in turn was really good. Uh, in doubles, it was uh, Hibert and... Nicholas Mahout, who won the doubles. Rajiv Ram was in the finals. I, I thought it was just a really good tournament put on. Now, I, from my standpoint, from far away, it looked a lot like London. It really did. And from my understanding, they're trying to get away from that because they're trying to start a new chapter. And so if they're really trying to start a new chapter, maybe this wasn't the best way to do it. I thought it because I thought it looked like London a lot. But if, you know, if that's what they wanted to do, then they did a really good job at it to make it to make it look like London, but I'm not sure that's how they wanted to make it look. I, th- I thought it was a good tournament overall. I really, really did, and I was excited to watch it. I watched a little bit of it. I thought it was well put on. I thought the tennis was played at a very, very high level, and the storylines were great uh, with a couple guys coming in and replacing a couple top players, and I think the energy level was high, and I knew a couple people a couple people that were there, and I think they really, really, really enjoyed it. On the women's side, at the WTA finals down in Mexico, I believe that's where it was, Muguruza, she wins. Uh, Annette Kontovit made it to the finals. She has played outstanding at the end of this year. Um, I know I don't talk a whole lot about the WTA here, which I would like to talk a little bit more about it moving into 2022, but Annette played outstanding at the end of 2021. And uh, Muguruza, it's good to see her back on top of the WTA, how she ended the year. In other news in the WTA, Ash Barty, she got engaged. It was really cool to see Ash Barty uh, from Australia. I think it's really hard to be engaged, have a relationship, get married on the on the ATP and the WTA tour um, if you're playing professional tennis. So cool to see Ash Barty get engaged. These are just some news topics I'm going by right now, but I am going to stick in the WTA and talk about the biggest news that has come out of tennis um, probably this year almost um, that has made its way to just you know national headlines, not even in the sport of tennis, but just in general, and that's Peng Shui. And her accusations of sexual assault from a top Chinese official and her not disappearance, but her not, you know, not really having any more public say after that. She wrote that she had uh, been sexually assaulted by a Chinese official. And then since then, things have kind of gotten dark and gotten quiet and everybody's called for her, you know, to make a public statement or make known that she is alive and well. And everybody in the tennis community really seems like she, you know, they just want her to be safe. And I think that is a very collective feeling along the tennis community and the sport community in general. 
there's been a few things that have come out that said, you know, hi, I'm Peng Shui. This is I am safe. I am alive. I am well. All of that stuff. But not a lot of people were buying it, really. And there, there's just a lot of worry about if she's okay and where she's at and what she's doing. This is a story that everybody's really been following. It's been on national news, NBC, ABC, CBS, all of that stuff. It's been on literally national news everywhere. And so I think it is um, an important issue to keep following. And the WTA has taken a very prominent stance against the Chinese government in this saying, we need to know where she's at, if she's doing okay, and what exactly is going on, even though um, Chinese state media has said, you know, she's okay. And it seems, you know, there's a lot of fishy things going on here, it seems like. But uh, the WTA, you know, Ben Rothenberg, who I talk about sometimes on this podcast, wrote a good article for Slate. I didn't read, I didn't really read it, but the top part says, you know, the WTA is risking millions of dollars in revenue by kind of going after China here. And they definitely are. There's a lot of um, tennis that is played in Asia, specifically in China. And so for an entire governing body like the WTA to come after China a little bit and say, no, we don't trust any of these. We need to see that she's alive and well, and we need to be in contact with her. So good for the WTA. I really think um, good for the entire sport to get behind Peng Shui here and say, you know, we we want you to be safe and we want you to be healthy and we want you to be in a good spot and not being silenced by anybody because if the you know these accusations you are making we take very seriously and i think that is incredible for the tennis community shows the strength of the tennis community and uh something i'm i'm really happy that people are really getting behind her in this time of need for her it seems like from afar and hopefully things get resolved and ultimately she's safe and okay. And I think that that's all I'm really going to say on it. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of articles on it, a lot of stuff on it. If you want to do your own research, go ahead. But um, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention it here on this podcast. Getting down to a few more headlines I want to get to. There's no easy transition out of that topic. But a another thing, uh, Felix Ogiele-Asim, he made it into the top 10 for the first time in his career, which is really good to see because he's working really hard. I think ever since he brought Tony Nadal on as his coach, which is kind of the same time he went from Nike to Adidas, which is a weird combination. But uh, weird that I remember that too, but he has played really well. So it's good to see him play at such a high level. That's exciting. Roger Federer isn't playing till at least Wimbledon next year. He said he's had a few setbacks, which is sad to see. So hopefully he gets going in the next gen finals. It was Carlos Alcaraz who won that. Carlos Alcaraz is one of the most electric young players on the tour. One of the most electric players on the tour. So it was really good to see him play at such a high level and uh, I think that's about it as far as headlines. I'm going to get into this episode. we got a lot to talk about. Um, moving forward into December and after Thanksgiving, I really do appreciate you listening. There was a lot to touch on in today's episode. I apologize for last week and what or I was going to say in the episode, but the lack thereof. Um, I just got caught up in a few things and had to take care of some business. So we are moving forward, though, with the podcast. We are better than ever. We are doing great. We are excited about December and the end of the year and some guests and some really good topics we're going to we're going to cover on here to keep you the listener informed and you know really to get me informed as well. I do a lot of reading and do a lot of uh research on what I talk about on this podcast and so get it from a lot of different outlets, media, not media, players, all that stuff. So it's re- it's really fun to keep doing this and I really do appreciate doing this and everybody that listens and uh we're going to keep this thing rolling into 2022. So let's do it. Uh appreciate you listening today. You can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, both on Instagram and Twitter. 
You can reach out to at Believe, at Believe Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter as well. Appreciate you, as always. It's the end of the year in tennis, but it's not the, it's not the end of drama and not the end of sport. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more to get into. And as always, we'll get into it weekly right here on Believe in the ATP Tour. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.